0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. A warm welcome to any visitors we have with us this morning. Uh, I hope you'll be blessed as you sit in God's presence. A uh, very warm welcome too to those listening from home, and we trust that you'll be blessed too. Intimations there on the on the sheet. Um, there'll be refreshments after this morning's service through St Monarch's Isle, and then on Wednesday we have the Rainbow Club at 10, the Prayer Fellowship at 10.30, the Discipleship Group at 1, and the Girls Brigade at 6. And then on Friday, we have the 7pm prayer time at Monarchs Isle, and then at 7.30 in the Mans we have the Revival Fellowship Meeting. And we'd like to hand over to Scott, who's going to lead us.
1: Well, thanks so much, Billy. Can I also just highlight as well our Revival Fellowship Night. I know we start on Friday at 7.30 and it's in the front room of the manse. Can I encourage you, this is the beginning of a new year. If you would like to join us, please feel absolutely welcomed um, as you join us. They're wonderful nights. We get to sing some of our favourite hymns or, well, the minister's favourite hymns. Um, We often get out the iron lung, we get out the accordion as well, and sometimes it's the moody and sankey hymns, but it's a lovely night of just fellowship, sharing together. Uh, We have a wee bit of a very light supper together as well, and we, we get to pray, and just to share as well in God's Word as we just... Oh, just as we hear the voice of God. And so we just want to invite you all. I believe we can fit you all in. There'll be plenty of room. So if you would like to join us, we would love to see you there. So it's just in the house across the road there. um, And that'll be 7.30. Well, clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared and great king over all the earth. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. Well, let's worship the Lord once again as we stand to sing in our opening hymn, Great Shepherd of thy people here thy presence now display. Well once again you are singing so well especially our new hymn of the month it's a beautiful hymn and I do love that last verse Jesus said if I am lost he will come to me and he showed me on that cross he will come to me and so the Lord's here this morning and we ask now that we would unite our hearts as we pray so let's pray together. Oh, our gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we praise you as our great God, the sovereign one who rules over all. And although we worship the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, yet, Lord, you come down to us. You come as the friend of sinners. Lord, you come as the friend to those who feel weak Those who feel broken, those who feel hurt. Lord, you come down to us who have a history. And Lord, sometimes we look back and we may feel our hearts filled with regret and disappointment and discouraged. But yet, Lord, you draw near and you come down to us and you lift our hearts and you lift our faces to look to you. And so, Lord, we thank you that this morning you invite us into the chambers of your presence, where we can experience for ourselves your mercy and your amazing grace. And so, may we drink more deeply of your goodness, your love, and your forgiveness. Lord, draw near to us through the work of your Holy Spirit and draw our hearts to behold your beloved Son in whom you are well pleased. For in Christ we find ourselves safe and secure. We find shelter from the storms, a refuge from all our struggles and a place of rest from all our heartaches. And in Christ, our Saviour, we find salvation, we find joy, we find peace. O Lord, forgive us. And cleanse us through the precious blood of Jesus. Wash us from all unrighteousness and uncleanness. And grant us such grace to glory in you this morning. For Lord you are our wonderful triune God Father, Son and Holy Spirit And so Lord we come this morning with thanksgiving to your throne of grace and so we thank you for this day We thank you for one another Oh we thank you for our church The place in which we meet here today Oh Lord would you bless us Fill this sanctuary with your love and with the power of the Holy Spirit, transforming lives. And Lord, may the power of the Holy Spirit fill, fill each heart and each home that we represent. And those who are listening in online, Lord, bless them, encourage them where they are. Oh, that they would know the very gates of heaven, there in their, in their own places. where they abide and so Lord unite our hearts now as we share together in the Lord's Prayer praying our Father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen well we take our first bible reading it's from the old testament the book of Chronicles, First Chronicles in chapter 4. And you'll find it in page 417 in your pew Bible. First Chronicles chapter 4. And we're just reading verses 9 and 10. Jabez was more honourable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, "O oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Well, we also read from the gospel according to Matthew in chapter 6. The gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, at verse 5 to 15. And again, you'll find that at page 1,018. Page 1,018, Matthew chapter 6. And there at verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray... Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins your father will not forgive your sins amen and may the lord bless us the reading of his precious Word. do you remember david he was the runt of his family he was the weakling in the family remember when samuel came looking for a new king and jesse The father would present all his sons. He would say, right, here you go. It's obviously one of these. And poor David, the wee runt of the family, wasn't even thought of. His dad didn't even give him a a second thought because there's no way David could be a future king. No way. He's just a wee shepherd boy. He's just insignificant. So he was left out in the field. But we're told in Chronicles that, oh, a king like David is coming. And so when we come to chapter 4, yes, we read through all these names and and it can be quite, (laughs) oh, your heart can sink when you go through all these names. But then suddenly you come to chapter 4 and suddenly there's more than just a sentence given to this name. You suddenly get a wee story. It's as if the Lord, yes, he's honouring those names that are listed but then it's as if the heart of God just goes oh Jabez oh he's a king like David he's like David isn't he and you almost feel the Lord just saying let's stop for a moment let's look at Jabez oh remember him and here we find ourselves just stopping in our tracks as we go and we'll carry on reading the names later on but here we're given a wee pause where you almost feel the love of God just comes upon this moment. And God just lifts up Jabez. And he said, oh, look at this one. Look at this heart. Look at this soul here. I want to tell you a wee bit about Jabez. Not too much. But let me tell you about Jabez. Now, we don't know much about him. But one thing we do know is that his name meant pain now i don't mean he was a pain although he may well have felt it but he was given when he was given birth i'm sure it may have been that it it was a painful birth for the mother and it may be that she was there with sorrow of heart as she gave birth something happened at that time that it was an uh, we don't know exactly but we know that it was maybe a painful birth but also the circum- the circumstances surrounding the birth was painful to to the mum and we're told that she called her son pain affliction reminding her of her sorrow and you would think why would you call your child pain or sorrow or affliction? Why would you cause, call your child a name that would remind you of an awful time in your life? But you know, my heart just went back and I was thinking again about Benjamin. Do you remember Benjamin? As Rachel gave birth to Benjamin. We're told that she gave birth to Benjamin in pain. And she wanted to call her child Benoni, son of my affliction, son of my pain, son of my sorrow. Here's Rachel in Bethlehem giving birth to her son and she is just overwhelmed in sorrow. She's overwhelmed in grief, so much so that she wants to call her child Benoni, the son of my affliction. So this is not the first time where someone has just been so caught up on on their pain and in their suffering, so overwhelmed. And so here's Jabez. It may have been, yes, a difficult birth. And so Jabez, pain, is labeled. And you know, when, when I think of Jabez, and even his labelling of that name he, that you'd be called pain. Imagine his growing up with his friends. <laughs> and what's your name? Oh, I'm, I'm, my name's Joseph. And oh, who are you? Oh, I'm, I'm Joshua. And who are you? Oh, I'm Hannah. All these lovely names. And then it comes, comes to Jabez. And, and what's your name? Oh, I'm Jabez. <laughs> I'm I'm pain. You know, just almost being labelled with a name like that. But you know, there are many who have been labelled with names like that. Some have grown up being told that they're useless. They're worthless. You're not worth anything. You'll never amount to anything. And you know, men and women, boys and girls can grow up with so many insecurities in their lives because of what people have labelled them you're bankrupt you're unemployed you've messed up you're just a hopeless case you're a drug addict you're an alcoholic you're a problem you're a pain to society you're a letdown to your family and you know many Can go through life having all these labels and here's Jabez no one expected much of Jabez not many thought that he would reach the heights but yet God honours this man who the world would disregard this man who was seen as a pain (laughs) oh the Lord lifts him up and says, oh, I love this one. This is another one of mine. Oh, I love him. The world may put a label on him, saying that he's worthless, he's useless. She's awful. Oh, she causes nothing but trouble. Oh, they're just, you're just too young. You don't your words don't mean anything. Or, or you're too old. Oh, you've had it now. What can you do for the Lord in your old age? You know, we can have all these insecurities and words spoken over us. Oh, that's it now. But no, God raises up Jabez. And we're told that he was a mighty man of prayer, he was a person who prayed. And he was passionate in prayer and if we're to learn anything this morning oh Lord give us a passion for prayer like Jabez whether the world thinks I'm too young too old too insignificant too poor too weak too awful too worthless oh Lord oh that I would be one who prays a man, a woman of prayer and here's Jabez In fact, I remember reading the story of John Hyde. You remember John Hyde, the, the missionary to India? He was heading over to India there, and oh, he had a heart to reach the lost. He used to pray for missionaries himself, and now here he was, he's a missionary. And he received a letter while traveling to India. He was there, oh, he felt so strong, he felt so powerful, he felt like, oh, he was a great saint for God. And this friend had written him a letter saying, I'm praying for you. And I'm praying for your mission. But more than that, I'm praying that daily you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know, John Hyde was so angered by that letter. He felt that he was already full and filled and I don't need any more god's blessed me and god saved me and that's it he can now go off on his own strength he can be a saint for god he can be a champion for god in india and you know but these words haunted him you need to be filled with the holy spirit every day you need to be filled you need to be reliant on him and oh he was offended by that but as he carried on in his missionary tasks Oh, he saw souls, yes, souls coming to know the Lord Jesus. He saw souls saved. Things began to happen, yes, but uh, he felt it wasn't that fruitful a time. But one day he got on his knees and, oh, he prayed. He prayed in a way that he had never prayed before. And he just cried out to God, I need you Lord, I need your strength. I need your Holy Spirit. I need Jesus. And he cried and he cried and he prayed that God would give him his strength, his power, his purity, his passion, his prayer, that God would pray through him rather than him just coming up with his own daily prayers. He wanted to be a channel used of God and that he would be filled with the Lord himself. And see, from that moment, God filled him. He was filled, yes, with the Holy Spirit, but oh, he became such a prayer warrior. He was no longer known as John Hyde. He came to be known as Praying Hyde. (laughs) Everyone knew him as Praying Hyde because he was so passionate about prayer. Every, even the smallest of things, John Praying Hyde would go to prayer. Over every issue, he would pray. And he prayed passionately. Oh, and here's Jabez. Yes, here was another. Passionate in prayer. And so can we just notice the prayer of Jabez? Notice that his prayer begins. He, he's praying for the blessing of God. It's not just bless me. He's praying for God's blessing to be upon his life. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Jabez isn't just someone who's just plodding on. He's not just living a life of just, just an ordinary life, just getting on and going through the motions. He's not someone who's content in just Oh, well this is life, this is the way it is life can have ups and downs and spiritual, our, spirit, our spiritual life too can go up and down and, and the church can go up and down too we can see decline and then we can see revival and suddenly churches are packed again look through the whole history of Scotland in fact look at the history of the world and you'll see that from the from the beginning when Jesus birthed his church you see thousands coming to know Christ in one day and the church has grown and it can go on for decades and then suddenly the church declines and then suddenly again a revival that God pours out his spirit and the church grows again thousands come even in one day and that's been the history of our church even up to this day, we can see the church going through a season of decline. And then God comes again and blesses. But you know, Jabez wasn't someone who just thought, Oh, well, we have our ups and downs. We're going through a season of decline at the moment. Yes, there are people who are coming to church. And, but oh, we're not seeing the numbers we used to see. And oh, well, that's just the way it is. Do you know this? Jabez was not like that. He wasn't happy being in a spiritual rut jabez was one who would pray oh if there was a time of sorrow a time of pain a time where he felt low a time where he felt oh it does feel as if it's just going through the motions oh jabez would go to prayer jabez wouldn't be happy just going to church on a sunday and saying see you next week i'll be there next sunday No, Jabez, he lived, he desired God and to live for God. And so he prays. Oh, he doesn't want to be stuck in a spiritual rut, just clocking into church and trying to be good during the week and then clocking back in again to church the following week and try and be good again for another week. You know, many do treat church like that. They think Christianity is all about trying to be good. And so they follow this religion of trying to be good. And hopefully at the end of being good, at the end of life, you'll get into heaven. That is as far from Christianity as anything. Christianity, it's not about being good. It's about a relationship with god himself in christ it's coming to know christ and to know his life to know his compassion to know his love to know his joy to know his peace to know his blessing in order that we will then be a blessing to others the church is not meant to be a curse to society the church is meant to be a blessing to society christians are meant to be a blessing to their family to their neighbors See, whenever a Christian, a community says, oh, I would never go to your church because I know someone who goes to your church and they're horrible. (laughs) Oh, we've all had that experience where people will point the finger and say, oh, see that person over there? Oh, they're a, a saint on a Sunday, but they're a devil on a Monday. But you know, Christians who come to know Christ, when we receive Christ, when we know his life, we're not perfect. We're actually the first ones to put up our hands and say, we've sinned. We've fallen short of the glory of God. When someone says, you're a hypocrite, you can say, well, actually, I'm not the only one. (laughs) You're thinking that I'm supposed to be so perfect. I'm not. But I'm someone who the Lord, who I desire more than anything, that God would change me. That he would transform me. I don't want to be the person I am right now. I want to be changed. I want to be more like Jesus. That's the Christian. It's, It's the one who has come to know Christ and they want to be more like him. And the Holy Spirit comes and transforms us to be more like Christ. Therefore, we need the Holy Spirit every day. We need the life of Christ flowing through us in order that the world would see Jesus, that they would see love, that they would see peace, that they could see that, that they can see hope. Oh, if God can change you, oh, that means he can change me. If God can forgive you, oh, boy, he can forgive me. Lord, bless me, fill me. Lord, enlarge my influence. Help me to be a wonderful witness in order that I'll be a blessing. That's what Jabez is praying. He's praying for the blessing of God in order to be a blessing to someone else. Isn't that lovely? He's not just selfish in prayer. He's not just saying, oh, Lord, bless me. I want to feel better about myself. I want to feel good today. I want to leave church feeling happy. So, Lord, therefore, bless me. No, Jabez, yes, he's praying for the blessing of God. Oh, Lord, bless me. Bless me, yes. I'm selfish in that way. But, Lord, it's because I want to be a blessing. I want to be an influence upon others. Enlarge my tents, my territory of influence. Lord, help me to be a witness to the nations, that was John Hyde, the praying, praying Hyde. Oh, when God took a hold of his life, he became such a blessing. When God spoke to Abram, he said, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. Remember Job? At the end of his life, and he had lost everything, God met with him. There in his weakness, in his sickness, God met with Job. And God said to Job, Job, I'm going to answer your prayer. I'm going to bless you. But before I do that, I want you to pray for your friends. You'll read that in Job 42, verse 10. It was after Job had prayed for his friends that God blessed him. Isn't that lovely? Here's Job feeling so rotten, feeling so down, so discouraged. He actually was physically sick. He was ill. But yet here he is praying for his friends who actually ridiculed him. They were pointing the finger. They said, oh, the reason you're sick is because you've done something against god you've sinned you you're just a big sinner oh you've had it you you've blown it whatever you've done you you better confess it or you've and oh they would come with all their theology oh they came with all their sermons they preached a good sermon to him but poor job oh he felt more discouraged and more discouraged and Rightly, he may well have felt a bit of bitterness towards his friends. He may well have thought, you know this, you don't even know me. You don't understand what I'm going through. Scott, you can preach every Sunday, but you don't know what I'm going through right now. You know that? And sometimes we get to a place like that. Have you ever been in that place where you are going through the mill, and you just come to church and you feel... Oh, Lord, I I don't need to hear that this morning. But you know, here's Job in that place. That's where he was. But you know, God met with him in that place. In the place of hopelessness, in the place of despair, God comes to Job and tells Job, i love you i know you've gone through real storms i know you've gone through real trials you've known such hurt such pain and i'm gonna bless you oh i really do love you and i'm gonna bless you but can i ask you job will you first of all pray for your friends I know you've maybe got a wee bit of bitterness towards them, but pray for them. Ask God to have mercy upon them. Pray for your friends. Pray for your families. Pray for your loved ones. And so Job prays for his friends, and oh, his heart is just lifted. Do you know he became such a blessing to his friends who didn't even deserve it. But yet Job was used in a place of weakness, and what a blessing he was. He was. And so he is Jabez. Oh, Lord, bless me that I would be a blessing. And he also prays, Lord, can I also know your power? I, I want to know your blessing, but I want to know your power. Oh, to experience the power of God, that thy hand might be with me. Lord, to feel your presence, to know your presence with me, to know your power. To be filled daily with your Holy Spirit. Is that your prayer this morning? Yes, Lord, bless me in order that I would be a blessing. But Lord, oh, please also fill me with your power. That was Jabez. He was passionate for God's presence. And how often have you seen God's power come through prayer? Remember at Pentecost, we were told that they were praying. And then the Holy Spirit was outpoured on the day of Pentecost while they were praying. Remember Peter when he was in prison? And then we have his friends praying for him and he comes out of prison. An angel of the Lord comes and meets with them. Through prayer, God's power is released. Notice a boy... How he feeds, he's used to feed 5,000 plus. Thousands gathered on that hillside as Jesus preached. And this wee boy, who no one would have given a thought to, oh, he's too young to be of any use. You don't listen to anything he says. He's just a wee boy. But yet, God used that wee boy, all that he had, fed and blessed more than 5,000 people. Isn't that lovely? When God's power comes, oh, as someone once wrote, much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power. Oh, how we need to see the power of God. And therefore, I believe we need much prayer. And I'm so glad we've got our prayer fellowship that meets on a wednesday morning and our friday nights will be starting back up but you know it begins in our own homes it begins in our own room jesus said when you pray go into your own room close the door behind you and pray to your father who sees you not just who hears you but he sees you he knows what you're going through he knows when you feel weak and troubled he knows when you're broken he knows when you don't even have words to pray but you go into that place and you pray and he will bless you, and he will reward you openly. Oh, that we would pray, and that we would see the power of God. Do you know, in the, there was a revival in the 1700s in Kilsyth and in Campus Lang, and there was a preacher known as the ale preacher, William McCulloch. And he was regarded as the most boring preacher you'd ever heard in your life. And we're told that he would send people to drink People were so bored by his preaching that they would go to the ale house or the pub after church and start drinking because of him. <laughs> so he was nicknamed the ale preacher, William McCulloch. But see, when revival came, see, when the power of God came in revival, God used William McCulloch. And the same sermons that he had preached for years, suddenly life came. The Spirit of God came upon the preaching of William McCulloch and revivals came Hundreds came to church Sunday by Sunday, and people were meeting in their homes. The presence of God just came at Kilsyth and there in Campus Lang. So there's hope for me yet. Oh, pray that we pray for God's blessing, that we pray for His power. And can I just f- finish with this? Notice Job how uh, how Jabez finishes his prayer. He prays for purity. Oh, that you would keep me from evil. Lord, please, I want your blessing. I would love you to bless me in order that I could be a blessing to others. And Lord, I therefore need your power. And Lord, I need your power because I don't want to go on sinning. I don't want to go back to my old life habits. I want to know a purity of life. I want to know a life of joy and peace and love and mercy and grace. Lord, I want to know Christ's life. I want to be more like Jesus. Oh, Lord, keep me from evil. So please, Lord, would you bless me this morning? Please fill me with your power. And Lord, please keep me pure. May I know a life of holiness. Of purity. That I would be more like Jesus today. Is that your prayer? Well in this moment I would love you to just close your eyes. And we'll have a wee quiet time. And I would encourage you. Will you pray right now. Lord bless me. So that I'll be a blessing to someone. And Lord fill me with your power. And Lord that I would know purity that I would know a a holy walk with you. Help me, Lord, to turn to you this day. So let's pray together.
2: Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come to your throne of grace in all our weakness, yet with confidence, knowing that you will hear us and strengthen us. We are so grateful for your goodness and faithfulness and we ask you to bless everyone here today. We pray for our brothers and sisters who are ill and ask that they will know you're with them. We remember also those who have recently been bereaved and ask you to bring them comfort. Do you remember those who care for the sick in their own homes or in hospital? And we hold before you the turmoil that exists in the caring professions where people are struggling through tiredness and overwork, overwork and feel they have to strike to be heard. And yet it causes inconvenience for many others. Oh Lord, in all sections of society where there is so much disruption and unhappiness, do cause employers and staff to listen to each other and let there be respect and justice shown all around. We bring our troubled world into its, in its entirety to you and ask for an end to the suffering that exists in so many places, whether brought about through wars, injustice, disease or poverty. We do remember again the people of Ukraine, Let them very soon see an end to that war. Father, do come in revival power across our world. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you for the tithes and offerings given today. Bless the givers and guide those who seek to use them for your kingdom. Another time, we pray that wise decisions will be made regarding the future of the church in Stevenson. Father, you know our hearts. We wish to see our building kept open and used for your glory. Do bless the word faithfully preached today and do stir us all up to spend time with you and fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. Make us a blessing to you and to each other and to the world around us. For we ask all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Well, thanks so much, Helen, for leading us in our intercessory prayers. Well, we're going to sing in our closing hymn, God is here and that to bless us. So may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship, comfort and the power of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore.